This episode of Talk Fitness is in partnership with The Vitamin Shop, where knowledgeable health enthusiasts are standing by to help you thrive every day. It is so important to stretch. I mean, honestly, if you are working out, no matter what kind of workout you're doing, no matter what kind of fitness you're in, no matter what you're doing in your life, you got to stretch. If you're sitting for long periods of time, it makes such a difference. If you're doing a lot of weight training, you need to stretch out. So I have got the best stretching book I have ever seen. And as a matter of fact, it's heavy. I'm doing curls with it. I can get my workout in. It is by our guest, Hollis Liebman. It is 1500 Stretches, a complete guide to flexibility and movement. Hollis, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Real, a real honor. Thank you very much. You know, well, thank you, Hollis. I want to say that you won national bodybuilding competitions, which I want to have you back. We talk about that. Trained celebrities yeah. and worked as a fitness magazine editor and photographer. Holy cow, Hollis, this is great. So let's talk about this. When did you first think to yourself, okay, I need to get the best ultimate guide, the Bible, I will say, of stretching. When did this first come to you? You know, this book came to me, actually, there's a couple of ways in the publishing world of books. Some books you uh, uh, sort of on your own, you, you, you have the idea and you go about and doing it. This was an idea, I thought an amazing one, a very uh, grand idea, as you have in front of you, that came to me as the guy to write it. And um, I was up for the challenge. I thought it was a great idea. Stretching is, is often uh, overlooked and underutilized. And I was up for the challenge and everything came together. But to answer your question, the time frame was... Uh, very beginning of this year that it was sort of under a crunch in the publishing world you're always under wow. a crunch and uh, you know i was up for the challenge and i think the final result with the uh, editorial team and the design team and it's just a be- it's a beautiful book i'm honored to be a part of this book Oh, it is absolutely beautiful. And I love in the beginning, you say we all do it. We stretch in the morning to get our blood flowing. We stretch our legs after a long drive and we stretch our shoulders after sitting at our desk for hours. Stretching is an intuitive movement, not only for humans, but animals as well. You know, it's funny, my dog Blue, he's he's a pit bull. He's like the love of my life. He does this Mm -hmm. great thing where he lies and his back legs totally spread and then are flat on the ground, always cracks (laughs) cracks people up. And then my lab will come over and do like downward dog. And, you know, it's like, it's so natural, you know? when you see them getting on furniture right their feet kind of or their paws i should say they they kind of stay on the back of whatever they're getting off of and they just sit there for a second i'm like hey we can learn a lot right (laughs) we can it's true you know and it is natural for the animal kingdom to stretch coldly basically but i must say a sedentary person you know is, is not often acclimated towards sudden movement so stretching the nature of stretching and the way you go about it is very very important i think a great analogy i can give you is if you were to take a frozen piece of chicken or uh, a, a, a veggie patty for the vegans out there out of the freezer and you were to, to sort of play with it, it would rip. So it's very important oh. to thaw the body out before any sort of strenuous stretching. I can't emphasize this point enough. It's very important, you know, to thaw out. And probably you're going to ask me, but I'll just skip ahead. When is the best time to stretch is actually during and after your workout. Because, again, if you stretch... Uh, cold muscles, it's subject to possibly tearing, and we do not want that. When your body temperature is warmed up and we're thawed out, that is an ample time to stretch. During and after exercise, can't emphasize it enough. Oh, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. You know, in the book, you talk about different stretching techniques. You've got static versus dynamic and active versus passive. Talk to us about those. Yes, yeah, static stretching is basically your, which most of the stretches in this book are static passive stretches. That is stretches like bending forward to touch your toes, you know, you would hold for 30 seconds to overcome what's called the stretch reflex, which is your body's protective mechanism against overextending your muscles. So this is the um, most common stretch, certainly in the book, and done, you know, in life. A dynamic stretch is basically a stretch that combines movement with a stretch. 
For, for example, if you are going to run, you might lightly jog in place just to get everything loose and pliable. Active stretching would be basically unassisted stretching. So example being extending an arm overhead and holding that pose unassisted versus a passive assisted stretch would introduce a force you know, that exerts pressure on the muscle to attain a deeper stretch. So let's say you clasp your hands and extend it overhead. The additional force of both arms working together will result in a passive stretch. I see. Now, you also have in the book uh, the things that stretching helps. It improves your workouts, reduces the risk of injury. I like stretch away the stress, boost your mood, align your spine. There are so many important reasons to be stretching. You know, I just got back into yoga after not doing it for like 14 years, although I have been doing Pilates for the last six years. But it, it's interesting with yoga. It, it, it's stretching, but God, there's a heck of a lot of strengthening going on and it's flipping hard. So it's different than if I'm just lying on the ground and I just, you know, I have one leg up and one leg is flat and I'm stretching my leg. But if I'm doing yeah. like some sort of standing pose, you're still getting a stretch because of the way you're aligned, but you're still working your muscles. So talk to us about that. And, and it seems like it's important to get both types of stretching. Well, yeah, the, the difference would be uh, with yoga, it is basically yeah. you're using your core, you're, excuse me, you're utilizing your core. So basically yes. you're going to get, I don't want to say more bang for your buck, but yoga is unique again, in that you get the stretching benefits, many of them, but you also, it's kind of you versus you. And the really cool thing about it is you sort of change the angles and increase or decrease intensity, you know, by simply shifting the angle. So yoga is a very important, I would say, piece of this puzzle, but in of itself, it is not a complete workout in my humble opinion. And I have great respect for yoga. Oh, sure. Now, what now? What do you think goes well with yoga as a workout? If that's something that you're doing, what what should you? Be I don't think. Did you say? Wrong? I don't think there's anything wrong with it per se. But in my opinion, you know, my background is uh, I was a former national bodybuilding champion and fitness editor and this and that. And my point is, my background is largely uh, weight training. I think that sure. to truly change the body is nothing like progressive resistance training. And I get that your listeners, a lot of them, don't want to get big or huge or You know, even out here in Los Angeles, bodybuilding tends to be a four-letter word. But uh, (laughs) stretching uh, by itself, yoga by itself, even cardiovascular work by itself, in my opinion, is just the leg of the table. And it's the complete utilization of those things in addition to good nutrition and weight training that enhances the shape of one's body and helps bone density, posture, and the list goes on and on. Yeah, I do think that's important. I need to get back to that because right now we've been doing Pilates, which actually does have a lot of resistance in it because I'm doing it more intermediate. Yeah, Pilates. I love it. Uh, Are you a Pilates fan? I am not experienced with Pilates, but I will tell you from what I have seen, I I approve of it from what I've seen and uh, in the hands of a good professional. And I also think we live in very busy times. And I think a lot of people are like, okay, you know, I got to pick and choose. And I think if, if one is hard pressed for time, I think that's a good way to go, I would say. Yeah, I think so too. And you get some nice, we did some nice stretching at the end today. As a matter of fact, I had it this morning. <laughs> I love it. I've been uh-huh. doing, like I said, I'm doing yeah. it for about six years. Although I do want to get back into weight training because I was doing that as well. And then I kind of, you know, it, again, it's a time thing, but uh, I, I was just talking to uh, Lisa Drugsman on another uh, episode and we were talking about that, you know, the time thing and, and picking and choosing. But as long as you're doing something, you got to do something, right? And you got to stay active. I think that's so important. All right, let's yeah, talk but- about these stretches. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was, um, I forgot my point. I was going to say, you know, take, pick something, stick with something. That it's, I think it's important to work within one's comfort zone, but also to challenge one's comfort zone and also to be consistent. So whatever it might be, uh, I think it's important to, to, to 
challenge oneself and just to stick with it and make the time. We're all busy. We all have the same 24 hours. Uh, there's really, in my opinion, no excuse. Just, just get it in and get it done because the body is like a car. You know, you would not think about driving a car for five years and not servicing it. It would fail. The body is the same way. We've got to service it, you know, intermittently to keep it running well. Oh, definitely. All right. So let's talk about these stretches. What's so great is you've got head and neck, shoulder, arm, back, chest, core, upper leg, lower leg. And then you've got dance stretches, dynamic stretches, partner stretches, yoga stretches, and pregnancy stretches. And what's so great is not only do you have incredible photos, but you have wonderful descriptions as well. And these bodies are just gorgeous to look at, I must say. Yeah. Very inspiring. Thank you. And I must say again, you know, um, this was a collaborative uh, medium, this book. I'm very, very proud of it. And I also must, must mention, this is probably, I think, my 11th fitness book. And I must say, on this book, the packager, the person that the project was presented to when I had a discussion. And I must mention a Sophie Cornish Keith, who really is my co-author, came in, helped with the book. This was a huge, fun but challenging project. And um, I must mention I had a co-author, Sophie Cornish Keith, on this book. I must mention that. I'm very proud of our combined efforts to make this book. Oh, well, you guys did a hell of a job. Now, Thank you. what are the absolute, are there absolutely necessary stretches that you should do, let's say after weight training? If you know, you're, yeah, you know, time, I would, you, yeah, tell us what I would say, uh, it might be obvious, but perhaps not. If it's weight training per se, you would want to do stretches that coincide with that, those particular body parts work that day. For example, if one worked, say, their chest and their biceps, it would follow suit that during and after the workout that day, they would stretch the chest and the bicep muscles. I would do that first and actually stretch then the uh, antagonistic or back and tricep muscle groups as well to help further the healing process. Because as, as you know, with weight training, what we're doing is micro tears in the, you know, in the muscles. We're breaking down the muscle tissue. Through rest and good nutrition, it grows back stronger. Hence, the four-letter word, bodybuilding. Because we're really all trying to do bodybuilding. Think about it. Maximal lean muscle, minimal body fat. Who doesn't want that? I don't know if this is called mirror syndrome or something, but I used to hear that guys who were bodybuilders or women too, they look in the, you know, they're looking in the mirror and they end up overworking the front of their body more. And then they get really kind of rounded shoulders and they get really tight. Is that something or did I dream about that? What is that? No, you know, you didn't dream about that because uh, in bodybuilding, the chest and the abdominals tend to be the focal groups and the biceps, of course. So there are a lot of people out yeah. there that will focus predominantly on these body parts because they're most visible. You'll often see great upper bodies on basically stilts because leg day is hard to do. Yeah. Uh, my background, and I was also a judge in bodybuilding, so I'm looking at the, the physique should flow, the eye should travel, everything should be symmetrical and proportionate from any angle. And to me, that's the beauty of, of what we're doing here, of this, this bodybuilding, if you will. Everything should flow and be symmetrical, and uh, nothing should stand out. If someone's looking at your physique, in my opinion, and their eye is just not traveling, it's caught on something, something's off. All right, so um, you have to have that balance. Balance, and also the other thing is uh, it was a myth, I feel, years ago that bodybuilders were uh, inflexible and tight and muscle-bound and this and that. That is the furthest thing from the truth. Because of the often large amounts of muscle mass accumulated, if you think about it, you have to be flexible because the more flexible you are, the further range of motion you can go, the more muscle you can develop. Um, There are plenty of bodybuilders, males, that can do full splits on stage today. That's how flexible some of these people are. It's amazing. That's incredible. So So it's a myth then. So when you were a bodybuilder, you were very flexible, it sounds like. 
I was not the most flexible, but it was, I must admit, it was something I always worked on and continue to work on. And when I was a kid, there was a pro who did, I'd never seen this before, a full split with his back facing the audience into a, a basically a rear back shot. And it was phenomenal. And um, wow. I always wanted to do that on stage. I uh, came kind of close, but, um, you know, flexibility is a individual thing. It's something we can all work on. Uh, I don't think it's a team effort, though there are assisted stretches. That's part of the beauty of this, this um, journey is it's an individual thing. And that's why I fell in love with it, uh, you know, so many years ago. You know, I'm looking at some of the photos and some of these stretches look really hard. And that's where I like the, the Cali squat sideways hands bound. I mean, you're definitely working. So imagine your legs are apart, your knees are bent and you're kind of sitting into it and then you're stretching to the side and you've got to really be using your quads for that. That's what I mean. Like some of these stretches require strength too, right? Oh, yeah, strength, and, and some of them are clearly not for beginners. And my advice is the book is yeah. beautiful, but it can seem intimidating and overwhelming. Look through the book, and my advice is to uh, try what feels not comfortable, challenge oneself, but you know, start with perhaps uh, something that's not quite as challenging because the book is for any level, and the great thing is we can work up to some of these stretches. Like with, It's a companion book to the yoga piece that came out, I believe, a couple of years ago, best-selling book, oh, okay. fantastic book. I think it was called 2100 uh, Arkansas or something of like that, a gorgeous book. My point is that book also very intimidating. So the beginner, the neophyte, yeah. if you will, will open it up and try some of the poses, not all. Yeah, because at first when I was looking at it, I thought, well, I'm glad I'm back to doing yoga because <laughs> some yeah. of these are pretty intense. And some of the, you know, when you look at the people and they look so wonderful and you might feel intimidated because you're not them. But you know what? You're who you are and you need to be able to be where you're at and, and get where you want to go. You have to start somewhere, right? So you might as well uh, do these stretches. Uh, I noticed, too, that you have bars and balls and chairs and other things to assist you. And bands are yeah, really helpful. Throughout the book in the latter section, um, these are just, um, you could say, advanced stretches or ways and means to get a little bit more out of the stretches. But uh, I would very strongly suggest just starting out with, you know, the stretches that perhaps are just you and you alone. Perhaps I might even wait for the partner stretching until later. But these are wonderful ways to go in the future. I just wouldn't um, perhaps start there right away. The book gives you infinite possibilities. Oh, yeah. I mean, 1,500. <laughs> Uh, yes. And I can tell you kind of a funny thing. Uh, I think it was funny. Sure. You know, it was quite a thing to get. That was the number that want, they wanted. And that's what we delivered. And um, I was looking at every resource possible. At one point, I was in the library, and I had a Spanish um, book in front of me on stretching. I didn't understand a word. I do wish I spoke Spanish. But it was helpful in me just too. accumulating every possible stretch. I felt like I went to the corners of the globe to, to, to get this uh, list right. You know, and, and, uh, and we did. So it's just they awesome. wanted it translated, and I had to look up the translation, you know, for the uh, the English equivalent, yeah, yeah. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I thought it well, was I funny. Mentioned the, oh, oh, I think it's funny, too. No, I think it's great because it, it shows that even without understanding the language, you can see what they're doing and be like, hey, I need that stretch in this book. And it doesn't seem, I mean, you guys didn't miss a thing. And you have stretches that people have seen before and people probably do. And then you have ones that are brand new. And like I said, bring them maybe into a more yoga arena. And so it can open the door to other things, which I think is great. It can. And also I, I even was, um, the cool thing is I was uh, responsible too for the organization of the book because they asked my opinions. And I like that section one is a targeted body part stretching. And then the section two is the specialized you know, stretches, including the dance, dynamic, partner yoga and pregnancy stretches. And I'm skipping, but for those listeners that don't know 
it's very important regarding the pregnancy stretches that after the first trimester, avoid doing stretches while lying on your back because this can reduce oh, blood flow to the uterus and cause abnormally low blood pressure and lightheadedness. So I just, um, oh. I didn't know if you were going to ask that, but I wanted to just put that out there. Pregnancy stretches, please be cautious after the first trimester. Now, how long should somebody stretch, let's say after they do like a 30-minute run or something or, or a 30-minute swim? Or... Great question. Uh, frequency it can be every day. I would do different body parts. I wouldn't do the same body parts uh, every day. And to answer that question that you just asked, uh, five to ten minutes is, is more than enough time. I'm not uh, a fan of, uh, say, ballistic stretching or anything that's um, uh, bouncy or anything like that. I've always believed in holding the stretch and then trying to get to a new level there, but, but naturally, because, again, the body is going to kick in and say, you know, this hurts, we need to stop. I'm just not a fan of, I'm a fan of everything controlled. I'm a fan of um, everything targeted. And even in my training, I've never believed in doing, say, five sets of something, because if you think about it, you won't give your all. If you're doing, like, a bench press and you have five sets, you know, you might be inclined to, like, take it easy. But if you're only doing two sets, you are going to give your all. And I'm, I'm much more about quality and not quantity with anything. Training, food, uh, stretching, always quality. Push the envelope on quality. Oh, I like that. And would that also be push the envelope on, on weight as well? Because that's a big thing now, isn't it? Like, just do heavier weights, less reps. You know, it's a fallacy that to get tight or ripped, uh, lightweight will get you uh, one firmer, harder. Because what happens is if you built your body with heavy weights in the first place, and then you switch to lightweights, high reps, it's, it's as if you took the nails out of the house, the house can crumble. You have to continue to do what brought you to the dance. And I might be skipping around. I know we're on stretching, but when I competed, no, I, like I, always, I always trained as heavy as I could, smartly, up to the show because my competitors were training lighter and all that. And what happened was I would arrive with as much muscle or most of the muscle I accumulated in the off season. And I would use my cardio and diet and stretching to get ripped or in shape. And a lot of people would sort of lose muscle. And that's, that's how you win is um, continue to do what brought you to the dance in the first place is, is what I'm trying to say. I love the way you speak. <laughs> I love that. Continue Thank what you. brought you to the dance in the first place. That is really, that's such a great image. I like that. Now, when did you first get interested in bodybuilding? You know, I don't think my story is that uncommon in how I started. I watched Pumping Iron, and uh, it really impressed me with Arnold that, um, well, not, not only his charisma, but the fact that you could change your body. This is one thing in life. You know, we have very little control over a lot of things, but our body, we do. Uh, in my case, I was bullied very bad, and I didn't do it to beat him up. I didn't do it to get women, so it didn't hurt. I did it to just try to build some self-esteem something I could work on instead of being in, living in fear of this bully. And I did. It was something to be proud of. And it just, the love grew and grew insatiably. And I led to competing and all these other wonderful opportunities I've had. And now to be on this side of things with writing these books and these opportunities and people reading your words and this interview, I mean, it, you never, ever take it for granted because I'm still that, uh, in some respects, and this might be TMI, but that scared 13-year-old kid that was bullied. You know, you never forget. No, you never do forget. No, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I was, I've talked about it before about being not only picked last, but they fought over who got cut, you know, who got stuck with me on the team from like kindergarten all the way up through high school, like same jackass kids, same <laughs> treatment. Yeah. And so when I got in the fitness industry, when I got older, 
Um, I mean, I'm not that much older, my early twenties, people were shocked. Like I bumped into people and they're like, you're a personal trainer, but you can't even throw a ball. I'm like, yeah, I still can't throw a ball, but who cares? You know, get off my back. And, yeah. And, and it, it's kind of cool when they see me now and they're like, oh, wow, you're still in health. You're doing media. And it's interesting because I think we can let that hold us back or we can, you know, kind of say blank you and, and do it. I mean, it's more for ourselves, but you know, I'm going to lie if there isn't some satisfaction and then being like, wow, look at what Lisa's doing, you know? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, right? yeah, when I walk into Barnes and Noble and there's there's this title there, I'm very proud of this book. Um, I'm very, very, it's very thank you know, very humbling and thankful. And uh, there's a, I don't remember the exact song, but I will say that there's a Kiss song, and he says, Paul Stanley says in the song, "I still love you," and I swear to you, when I do these books, I think of that that my passion is still raging for fitness and how far can we push things? And you know, it's, it's I still love this, and I think that's that's resonates. You know, with, with passionate people and getting things done. Um, this book was a colossal endeavor, but a labor of love as well, and a very important, I don't think anything like it's ever been attempted. And um, if you put passion in it, it shows, you know, and it, it shows in the work. Yeah, it really does. I, I'd love to talk to you all the time. I love your passion. And there's so much to talk about. I can't wait to have you back again. We're not done yet, but I'm just putting that out there because we no, have thank a you. lot to talk, to talk about. Yes, thank you. You're, you're very, very nice. Uh, all right. So with these wonderful models and athletes, did you help pick out who was in the book or how did that work? You know, I have to say on this particular book, I had certain assignments and then it was left up to the production team. There's what's called a packager in publishing sometimes where a publisher will go to a packager. Uh, in this case, Mosley wrote Inc., who I can't say enough nice things about, but gave me my start. And uh, the publisher says, here's what I want. And it's the packager's job to uh, to do it. I was contacted. I was told what I needed for me, which was the list of exercises, the description of exercises, and the intros, and all the you know all those kind of things. I very much enjoy, like on my own other books, I have complete say over the models, this and that. Um, on this particular project, I must say that was in the hands of the publisher or the packager rather, and I think they did uh, very good. It's a very diverse looking, oh, phenomenal, beautiful, yes. global looking. Uh, even the color, I don't know what you call the color of that book, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like a in the turquoise family. Okay, there you go. Um, you think? I'd say something. So. It's that it, 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 type of bluish. Yeah, I, it is beautiful. I, I and they've got six gorgeous people on the front, too, doing the stretches. Yeah, it's it's just beautiful. It really is. I will say that um, then there's other kind of books, and maybe I'm babbling, but um, I think maybe no, some of your listeners would like this. Mosley wrote gave me the first opportunity. I wrote a core book. I was paid. My name is on it. I wrote it. I even modeled for it. And I was off the project. And, you know, it goes to press, isn't it? And here's what I'd like to tell your listeners. I got um, offered many books. I did many books this way. I wrote it. I was in and out, paid. It's all good. You get to a point as an artist, and I consider myself an artist, where if all you do is hire to paint in black and white, but you can paint in color, I think you owe it to yourself to do so. And what I'm trying to drive at, as proud as I am of this stretch book, and I am, December comes out my greatest book of all time, which is called Complete Physique, which takes stretching and weight training and Ooh. nutrition and all my experience in bodybuilding and everything fitness through the years. And there's no greater pleasure than um, when this book is going to come out. Uh, I took a risk because it cost quite a bit to put together. I had to hire a model. I had to myself get in supreme shape. I had to write it hire an editor, layout artist, and hope I was able to get it published. And I did. And um, what I'm trying to say without pitching it too much, Complete Physique oh, really great. is 
combining like a table has three legs, you know, weight training being one, cardio and nutrition. And stretching is just one leg. Now, this is quite a leg, this book, this stretch book. But Complete Physique combines everything to get somebody to be the best they can be because their competition is not the person next to you. It's not the guy or girl on Instagram with all the likes. It's the person in the mirror in front of you. And that's the point I'm trying to drive home. Uh, this book has been... I can't wait to have you back to talk about it's it. It's finally about to drop December 26th. Just very uh, thankful. Okay, well- Hollis, I'm going to have you back. We can do a bunch of interviews about it. I'm super excited. I wish we had more time. I think you're absolutely delightful. The book is 1500 Stretches, A Complete Guide to Flexibility and Movement. Tell us all the places we can find you on social media. Social media, I am uh, HLLPAC, P-A-C on Instagram, Hollis Liebman on Facebook. HollisWasHere.com is my website. Uh, pretty much if you go to HollisWasHere.com, it'll, it'll take you everywhere I am. Awesome. Hollis, I think you're so handsome as well. I throw that in those blue eyes. Hubba hubba. All right. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening to Talk Fitness today. You can follow me on Twitter at Health Media Gal One. You can also follow uh, the podcast at Talk Healthy, the number two, or excuse me, Talk Fitness. My Talk Healthy is the other show. Uh, Talk Fitness, the number two day. And you can find us on Twitter and Snapchat and also on Facebook, Talk Fitness Today podcast. Thanks for listening. Get this book, get stretching and stay well. This episode of Talk Fitness was produced by The Vitamin Shop, where trusted health enthusiasts help you thrive every day. Visit one of 800 stores across the country or head to vitaminshop.com for all your wellness needs.